all the way from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, by way of Sacramento, California, this is Kings in the North Podcast. And now, the starting two for your listening pleasure. Standing six feet four inches tall at a Jesuit high school, the half-Greek freak, Nick Economy. And standing six feet tall out of McClatchy High School, Big Baller Ben. Kings of the North Podcast is sponsored by Cash Considerations. For donations, hit up our Patreon. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Sack Kings in the North Podcast. Big Baller Ben is currently back in Sacramento and is not in Vancouver for this week's podcast. But uh, shout out to him. He's uh, back home visiting the family. But I will be doing a solo episode, going solo. It's like if... Chad Kroger had left Nickelback. It's not what anyone wants. So uh, let's let's get to it. This week saw the Kings play two games because of the All Star break. Uh, two games against two of the top teams in the conference, uh, namely the the number one seeded Warriors and the number three seeded Oklahoma City Thunder. And to a lot of people, it it was a pretty up and down week with the the heartbreaking loss to the Warriors and the close down to the wire win against Thunder but I mean as as a fan as somebody who's been following this team for a few years and 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 really been emotionally invested in this team it's tough to see but it's it's definitely um a step in the right direction from the last couple of years, and it's 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 showing that improvement that there that we've just been longing for uh, instead of the stagnation that we've kind of gotten used to in the last ten years. So overall, really not disappointed. Let's start with that Golden State Warriors game. Um, you know, the 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 quote that kind of sums it up best is Kevin Durant saying that. They deserve to, to go 0-4 against the Kings this season. Um, the, the Warriors didn't play their best game. The Kings played very well most of the, most of the time. and it, It's just a couple of cold stretches by the Kings and a really hot stretch by one of the big five. Uh, in this game, it was Steph Curry. Um, and, and these games get out of hand quickly. You know, the... the, the it's not that the Kings played poorly. I mean, anytime that you're losing to back-to-back champions by two points and by and far the best team in the league by by two points, you really have not. You don't have a lot to complain about. But like, if you look at all these games, the four times that we played the Warriors this year, we've lost by an average of three points per game, and one of those games were up by ten going into last two minutes should have been a win you know this one we we had an opportunity to win late and we just kind of it gets away buddy has a chance to to go for the win at the end of the game but instead just kind of blows it so it's it's moments like this where you kind of just hope that the youth learns from it they kind of uh get the experience they need. It's a close loss against a really good veteran team. You can't really ask for a whole lot more of a young team. So hopefully they do learn from it. 
this game start, saw the, the new starting five of De'Aaron Fox at the one, Buddy Heald at the two, Bogdan Bogdanovich at the three, Harrison Barnes at the four, and everybody's favorite big man, Willie Cauley-Stein, at the five. And it was effective. You know, it, it was, wasn't the best lineup that we've rolled out, but all, all five of those guys were in double figures, um, as well as Marvin Bagley almost putting up a big 30-piece and getting the respect of some, some very solid guys at, in, in the, the Warriors is between Draymond and KD complimenting him after the game. Um, all in all, pretty solid game for a lot of guys. Um, but the bench, one of the, one of the tougher bench games that the Kings have played this year, um, outside of Bagley, uh, Corey Brewer put up 11 and nobody else was in double figures. So hopefully this isn't a trend that continues, but again, it was a tough game. Bagley did look really good. I mean, anytime that you're putting up almost 30-15, you're, uh, you're on the right track, especially as a rookie. And and this kind of exemplifies Bagley's growth to this point. Uh, I mean, you go back two, three months, and it's a, it's a completely different player than you have now. The last month, Bagley's been a basically a, a 20-point, 10-rebound, night-in, night-out guy. And that's the type of productivity that I feel like we could start to expect out of him. Uh, I mean, maybe not for the rest of this year, but going into next year for sure. And I think that's a crucial piece to this young super team. So I think uh, overall, you know, tough game. The, the, the Warriors had only their starting five in double figures. Very little productivity from the bench. The, the next best player was Iguodala at nine points. But outside of that, it, it really just was a game of their best versus our best. And Steph Curry going off for 36, shooting 10, from, 10 for 16 from three. You're not winning a game anytime that happens, which is unfortunate. He's, just, he's really just the best shooter probably in history. And if he's going to get hot, you're not winning. So uh, it's it's unfortunate, but it was a good learning lesson for a lot of the young guys. Kind of a good way to start off the not really second half, but second half of the season, the post-All-Star break, little playoff push. Um, and that gets us into our next game, Oklahoma City Thunder. Really a, a, another good one. For, for the entire team. Good team win here. Um, kind of a, a tough game for Harrison Barnes. Shot 3 of 12 from the field. And, and only had 7 points in, in 32 minutes. Not really what you want out of him. Um, but he's not the most consistent scorer. He, he's just always been a guy that you might be able to, to rely on for a bucket here and there. But, you know, on the back of a big 34-point game by Buddy Heald, there, there's not much else that you can ask for out of the entire team. Um, again, you had a, a ton of points from the starting five, majority of the points from the starting five, and then Bagley coming off the bench, 
giving that spark plug as the sixth man, um, providing almost another 20 on 8 of 18 from the field, and, and another 10 rebounds. So, overall, pretty solid game out of him, and a really good game out of the starters. Um, on, on the other side of the ball, Russell Westbrook had 40, 40, 41 and 10. Um, kind of reinforces my theory that the, the, the Thunder are way worse off when Westbrook is just the focal point of the offense and when he's taking 30 shots a night, ball movement dies, you know, the, the, the team kind of just collapses. And if he has to put up that many and they have to rely on him to try to win the game, they're, they're really struggling. Um, doesn't help that Paul George went 4 of 19, really just a, a cold game after making kind of a, a decent argument for him as the the MVP. And uh, Steven Adams, pretty consistent. 5 of 7, 11 points, 9 rebounds. So pretty solid on the part of the Kings for, for limiting Steven Adams to only 9 rebounds. But most of the time when he does go to box out, he just creates space for a guard to get it so they can push their offense, which I think is something that the Kings should look to take and implement with this offense, which they've done a bit. De'Aaron Fox has, has tried to get more rebounds and really push the pace. But if he if he did a Russell Westbrook stat hunt, rebound, push the pace, and find Buddy or Bogdan in a corner or ready right behind the line to shoot a three, I think that's almost unstoppable. Um, but, you know, a, a really good game, really well played. Willie Cauley-Stein had a big uh, charge taken at the end of the game to kind of seal it. And, you know, it, it, it kind of shows just the little things that win games. It, you know, it, uh, basketball is about all these little things. It's not about, I mean, it is about who scores more points. But at the end of the day, if you're doing the little things like taking a charge or getting the loose ball, you're going to win more games. And that's kind of a, a promising sign from this team um, and something kind of just that's been really fun to watch. Um, so all in all, really good week of basketball, really short week with only two games, but a pretty busy week coming up with three games coming up tonight at 5 p.m. The Kings in Minnesota play the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is a team that we've seen a couple times, um, I believe winning one at home and losing one in Minnesota. So it'll be an interesting matchup. I think with our new additions after the tra- or before the trade deadline, uh, it kind of just adds some depth that we didn't have, especially at that three. And it kind of gives, I think we have an advantage over this, this Timberwolves team, um, who who I mean, are they're decent at almost every position, but if you can slow down Carl Anthony Towns, and Wiggins has a very normal night where he's not going off for forty points, um, it's it's a very beatable team, especially this year, especially after they traded away Jimmy buckets, um, but they do have a lot of role players that are pretty decent Covington has shown worth as a spot-up 3-and-D guy. 
uh, Dario Saric has has had flashes of actually being a really really good player, but also at times is is really uh, just kind of immaterial to the game. So it, it really depends on this with this team, who who what team you see. So I think this is this will be this one will end with a Kings win, but uh, we'll see. It is in the middle of a long road trip, and well, those are always tough for any team. Afterwards, we are. It is actually the last game in the road trip as we return to Golden One Center on Wednesday to face the league leading Milwaukee Bucks with a record of 41, 45 and fourteen. Milwaukee Bucks have their best record in a long time on the heels of Giannis. Uh, pushing for this play, uh, for this MVP and DPOY campaign. Um, you know, Budenholzer's done a really good team job with this team. They're obviously the best team in the league. They've obviously beaten the Kings once already. But, again, any team can win on any day. And it depends on just who gets hot. The thing about this Bucks team is they have a bunch of role players that are really solid, including, I mean, their second best, best guy, Chris Middleton, is really just a, a, a really good role player. But I, I think that they're just a really solid team. Um, Giannis is obviously one of the top three players in the league right now. He's, I mean, he has the strength to finish and dictate a game like LeBron or any of the great players in this league. And he's as active on defense as anyone in this league as well. He's a really good player. He can distribute the ball at a pretty good level. He can score at will. And he can facilitate an offense. And it's uh, it's really fun to watch. But it is frustrating as an away fan. And as trying to watch uh, your team win. So I think this one will be a tougher tougher game even at home. But the last game kind of got away early, away from the Kings early, and uh, they were they were out of it for most of the game. So hopefully this one being at Golden One with the rowdy fans, hopefully the the Kings will, you know, play with the momentum and at least have an entertaining showing instead of getting in a big hole before half and. Really, just writing off the game. Um, look for Bagley to to match up with Giannis a couple times. That'd be pretty fun to watch. I, I think Harrison Barnes will have most of the defensive possessions against him, but I think it would be really a really good learning experience for uh, for Bagley to guard an elite big like Giannis. So um, hopefully that happens a couple times. Uh, and then finally on Friday. We play the Los Angeles Clippers, who are currently one game ahead in the standings, uh, currently in eighth place, and have, haven't have collapsed as much as everybody expected they would after the All-Star break. Um, obviously, they traded away Tobias Harris and Boban um, to get, uh, I think, Landry Shamit from... Uh, Philadelphia, you know, 
they're a really strange team because they have obviously one of the most efficient players in Montrez Harrell. They have Lou Will, who's a very good clutch scorer. They have Patrick Beverly, who's been an elite defensive guard. And then outside of those three guys, oh, and they also have Marcin Gortat out of, he was a Washington Wizard for a long time. Um, but outside of those four guys, that team is mostly young guys and draft picks for the next couple years. And they're still succeeding with those with that squad. So it's interesting to see the success that they're having. It's that classic retooling while remaining competitive. And if anything, it's a, a real... Um, it's it's a real testament to how good of a coach Doc Rivers is. He's he's had quite some success with this really young squad. So um, kudos to them. I think this team is very beatable. I think this is the first time we'll see them after the big trade. And I think it if we do when we do win this game, it'll really kind of show the paradigm shift. The Kings will be in the playoffs, and I think I don't think we'll lose the playoff spot after that. So look for uh, look for that to happen um, on Friday, and that is it for this week's games. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment: What city? What song? This is obviously the segment where we give ourselves a city and we give you guys a song to go with it. Um, I'll start off with Ben's selections. They were uh, mailed in by Ben, uh, sent in the old postage just to make sure they were here for the fans. Uh, For Minnesota, Ben has Shakira, She-Wolf. He's sticking with his theme of something in the title, having something to do with the uh, the city and the team that we play against. And I'm following in those footsteps as I have chosen Werewolves of London by Warren Zevin. Um, it is a reference to the classic movie An American Werewolf in London. Uh, or might, that movie might be in reference to the song. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, great film. Um, it, I believe won an Oscar for the uh, makeup and artistry, the which was done by the same guy who did the makeup for the Michael Jackson thriller video. Um, really famous makeup artist. I can't remember his name for the life of me. But great movie nonetheless. Uh, so go check that out. But both of these have to do with wolves. And uh, I think our team has more of a transformation ability than the, the, uh, the Timberwolves do. Um, for... Milwaukee, Ben has What Made Milwaukee Famous by Rod Stewart. I've never actually heard that song, so I can't really comment on it. Uh, For me, I have Bucked Off by Brad Paisley. Um, Not a big country guy, but I think this one kind of wraps up my feelings towards Milwaukee. Uh, Hopefully, we can buck them off their big winning streak in their, uh, their top seed in the East, but I doubt it. Finally, for the L.A. Clippers, Ben has Schism by Tool. You know, very good song by a very good band. Uh, It also kind of represents the schism in L.A. between the the Clippers fans, which are dwindling by the day, and the Lakers fans, which are dwindling by the second that they're not in playoff position. Uh, 
we'll really see how how that turns out. I don't think anyone could say now with confidence that the Lakers won't make it, but I don't think anyone could say with confidence that the Lakers will make it. So who knows? Uh, for my Clippers pick, I have "Cut It" by OT, OG, OT Genesis. Uh, you might know that song because that stuff is just way too hot. You have to cut it. So uh, that's it for this week's What City, What Song. Uh, tune in next week when we have a whole new batch of cities and a whole new batch of songs. Um, if you have any suggestions for your cities or your songs, send us an email at kingsinthenorthpod at gmail.com. And finally, just a couple things to talk about here. Um, saw a tweet the other day that was saying basically that the, the Kings are, are a game out of eighth. They're very close to being in a playoff position. Um, the Spurs, the currently in seventh, just actually lost to the Knicks last night. It's a pretty depressing fact. It's the second game the Knicks have won since 2019 has flipped onto the calendar. So that's pretty sad for Spurs fans everywhere. Our condolences. But the Spurs are only, I think, two games ahead of the Kings, or maybe even a game and a half. Oh, no, they're they're only one game uh, ahead in seventh. So the, the Kings' next couple games, obviously we play the Bucks, not great. But they have the third easiest remaining schedule until the end of the season, as well as a couple really easy games coming up with the Suns again, the Clippers, the the detooled Clippers, um, and a couple other games here and there. And we see we play the Knicks twice. I think we play the Cavs again. Anyway, the the with only I think less or twenty two games left, the Kings are in a great position to make a playoff push. And there's probably about two or three seeds that are really open uh, and and really are oper- there, there's an opportunity to move up in the rankings to probably around the sixth seed. Um, obviously, the, the Spurs have a, a pretty tough schedule ahead. Um, I also know that the Timberwolves, or not the Timberwolves, the Trailblazers play their next six or seven games on the road. Um, where, where they haven't been that great this season, even though they're one of the best teams at home. So there, there is an opportunity to move up, and I think it is really likely. And it's, it's really the first time that Kings fans can say that they've been in the playoff race at this point in the season since probably about 2006. And that's really fun. Hopefully it, it breathes some new energy into... Not just Golden One Center, not just the team, but the whole city in in general. You know, there was Lady Bird fever a year ago. Hopefully there's Kings fever again this spring. And everybody's pushing for that to be the big next thing. Um, another thing to kind of talk about here. There's, there's a bunch of little things that people have brought up around NBA realms. Um, one thing was that there's a big media out or not even media, but like player outcry on Thursday when Buddy Heald didn't take the game winning shot 
because a lot of people thought that Dave had ruined his confidence because he yelled at him. Um, I think this is, I mean, obviously you don't want to yell at a guy after he makes a bucket that brings you within three, but it was a really dumb shot. However, Buddy Heald has said that he, he wishes that he would have shot it, obviously. But he, he says that he and Dave were never on bad terms. And, you know, if if his performance in the Oklahoma City game was any indication, it didn't affect him at all. It might have maybe gave him a little pause there at the end of the Warriors game. Not the best case scenario. But it's definitely not the end of the world either. So hopefully uh, that that people forget about that as well. And the last piece of team news this week was that Vivek posted on Twitter on, uh, I think, Monday after All-Star Weekend that he had spent some time with former President Barack Obama. So that was kind of cool. Uh, Everybody knows Barack Obama's a big basketball fan. And uh, Vivek's obviously trying to be a leader in the community. So it was uh, great to see these two people come together and... uh, talk whatever rich people talk about. So uh, that's about it for team news. In league news, there hasn't been much. It's been a pretty quiet week uh, just because of All-Star break and the festivities around that. Um, There was a rumor that Luke Walton missed the team bus, uh, but that has been clarified that he had just been on a later bus. So, um, yeah. Not a whole lot for league news either. I'm going to wrap it up there. It's going to be a short week this week. Uh, We're on spring break and I want to go to bed. So that's it for this week. If you guys want to send us any emails, do so at kingsinthenorthpod at gmail.com. Additionally, if you have made it this far, please just... Give us a a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. Tell your friends to tell their friends. And get the word out about your Sacramento Kings and your favorite Sacramento Kings podcast. We really appreciate you guys listening. We really appreciate the support. And, you know, this podcast wouldn't be possible without listeners like you. So we really do appreciate it. Um, I know I sound like PBS. This isn't possible with thanks to the viewers like you. But uh, it is true. If there was nobody listening to it, we wouldn't make it. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. Remember, it is a pyramid scheme. So if you don't bring other people in, we're not going to be able to pay you back. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. Go Kings. That's it for this week. Until next time. Thanks for listening and go Kings. Thank you.